Here we go. Daf Pei Aleph. We start two lines from the bottom again from Pei Mabez. But Tumas Tohim Dezibel Emiratza, is it really true that a completely unknown and unsuspecting Tuma, Tuma of the depths of Ziva, is not going to be accepted, is not going to be wanted? Only Bidiyevet, Bhatani, but we learned in the Bride, so Rabbi Yisim Rabbi said, Shemeras Yem Kineged Yayim, which we learned previously, Shemeras Yem Kineged Yayim, is that the first seven days of a woman's menstrual cycle, she becomes Anida. The next 11 days, if she sees blood once or twice, then she just guards one clean day against that seeing, and she is Tahar. That's called a Shemeras Yom. She guards one day, Kineged Yom, opposite the day. If she sees three times, she's going to be called a Zavagadola. So that's not what we're talking about. We're dealing over here with a woman who on Erev Pesach becomes a Shomeres Yom Kineged Yom. She's in her 11 days of Ziva. She sees Dam once or twice, and now she has to guard one day. And she can go to the Mikvah the night of Pesach. So they said, you know what? We're going to be nice to this lady. She is going to be to her tonight at the Pesach Seder. So what we'll do is we'll include her in the group of the Karban Pesach even though right now she's not fit to eat, but she'll be fit tonight when it's time to eat. So we'll have her in mind. She'll be included. B'sheni shalom. Okay? And it's going to be on her second day. And then what happens is, so they included her thinking that she'll be okay. And instead of being able to go to the mikvah and becoming tahar, she sees blood for a third time. And now she becomes a zavagidola. She can't go to the mikvah anymore. She's got to wait seven clean days. She's not allowed to eat from the carbon Pesach. Yet, even though she may not eat from the from the carbon Pesach that night because she's Tameh, she does not need to bring a Pesach Sheni. She's not going to bring it a month later. My time, but why not? It must be, says the Gemara, an assumption that she was at the time, since at the time that the carbon Pesach was shechted, she was capable of being included. Love me, shum the tzitz, the meratz tzitz. Don't you th- see that the tzitz is meratz, and you learn from Ibyazi that by Tumas at Now, why is this Tumas at Because this Tumma did not exist. This third day Tumma, this third sight of blood, did not exist at the time. So we should call that Tumas at Says the Gemara Amri. They said no. The reason why there's no Pesach Sheni is not because tzitz meratz. Rather, mishum the kasava Ibyazi mikan ulahaba. He metame since she's tome from here on forth, so that tome exists, but it doesn't go retroactively. Meaning, meaning at the time of the actual bringing of the carbon, did she have a third sight of blood? No. Since at the time that it was bro, she didn't have that third sight, so we're not going to say oh. Now that you saw the third time retroactively, you were excluded from the carbon. We don't say retroactively. We only say mikanu lahaba from here on forth. And if you look at her third sighting of blood, and you say from here on forth, you're a zavagadel. Well, guess what? If it's from here on forth, and they already shecht the carbon pesach, she was included in that. And therefore, you have a unique situation. Here's what's going on: you have a unique situation where you have a person who is capable of being part of a carbon Pesach, and this that she can't eat later on is because of what we'll say is Aitikazach. It's a separate thing, separate issue. The third sighting, since that third sighting didn't come into existence until afterwards, she's 
It's as if she brought the carbon Pesach. Because when the Pesach was brought, she was part of it. Okay, that's the Svar. Sorak the Gemara, the Gemara asks, Vatani will learn to the Bryce, or Rebbe says, Zov Baal Shtei When you have a Zov, who has two Re'iyos, he has two seminal emissions. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, how do we view this? How do we view this situation? Zov Baal when you have a Zov who saw twice, Sheshachtu Vazarko Lav Bishvi Shalai, who they shechted the carbon Pesach on his seventh day of clean, okay? So he was supposed to have seven clean days, and then he, he, all he needs to do is go to the mikvah and eat the carbon Pesach. But what happens is, they expected him to be tohar that night. But after they did that, after they shechted the carbon Pesach, the achar kach ra'ah. Afterwards, he takasah. Okay? So... At the time of the bringing of the carbon, he was capable of eating it that night because we're not going to assume it existed in an in, in additional sighting. But then he he saw come out of his body a seminal emission that Taka kept his status as a Zav. When you have a Shemar a woman who's got a, she saw blood for one day during her days of Zivus. And that night, all she needs to do is go to the mikvah. So they figured, oh, let's make her part of the group, right? Because tonight she'll be Tahar. So they shech the carbon for her, and then she sees dam afterwards. So it's a it's a no go. They shechted it for on the second on the the second day, the day that they thought would be the day prior to her going to the mikvah. and then she sees. Which means anything that they sat on, leaned on, put their weight on, is going to be tame throughout the entire day. Okay, retroactively, because th- their body just showed us that they were tummy throughout the entire time. But they're still putter from Pesach Sheni. Well, what you see over how, what you see from over here, is that we do say impurity can work retroactively. According to Rabbi Yaisi, we say, our base says, no, only Mikanu Lahaba. When this woman sees on day number three, the reason why it's a valid carbon Pesach for her. It's because at the time the Pesach was brought, we expected to go to the mikvah, and therefore it's okay. Aye, Lemaisa, she saw again. Nah, don't worry. That only causes Tumah from here on forth. It doesn't work retroactively. Ask the Gemara. But we learned in Abraisa that Tumah does work retroactively. If a woman expects to be a, a, a Shemaris Yom Kenegad Yom and go to the mikvah that day, that night, and she's going to be tar, and then afterwards she sees blood, whatever she leaned on, put her weight on, blah, 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 retroactively throughout the entire day takes on the status of a uh, of of Tumas. You see, Tumas does work retroactively because she's part of for making a, a Pesach Sheni. Amri, they said, what does it mean that it works retroactively? It means Midrabonon, the Rabonon are going to be strict and say it's Tumas Midrabonon, but really Midraisa, it's only going to work Mikan Ulahaba from here on forth. The Afri Baisha Safar Metame Lemafreya Midrabanon. And even Rabaisha holds that Metame Lemafreya to, to make something Tame retroactively is Midrabanon to Tanik as we learned in her Braisa. Rabaisha, I'm Rabaisha says, Avolzov Sharab, Shvi, Shalai, Saisra, Shalafan, Avazov, who has a seminal discharge. On his seventh day, it ruins the entire count. The Amalai Rabaisha, and Rabaisha said, La Yisrael, Yamino, it only ruins one day. Why? Says the Gemara, I don't understand Rabbi Yechanan. According to Rabbi Yishia, if you see a discharge on day seven, so you got to restart your seven days. Says Rabbi Yechanan, wrong. 
you don't need to restart your seven days. Day seven itself doesn't count. The first six days still count as clean days because you didn't have a, an emission. Seven day had an emission, so you cancel out day seven. So just wait one more day. That's Rabbi Yechon and Shita. Says Gemara Manavshach. It should ruin everything. Also, she have to completely restart because it works in Mafreya. If he holds that Azov is only from here on forth, it shouldn't even cancel out that exact day. Why? Because we'll say that the the site of Zivus is not making him a Zav in the first place. Well, and therefore, let him go to the mikvah now, and he'll be Tahar at night. So the Gemara says, okay, so let's clarify. It doesn't even cancel the seventh day. Okay? And he holds, keep going, you can go to the mikvah. And Rabbi Yishia said to Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yishia, Rabbi Yaisi holds like you. But Rabbi, and Rabbi Yaisi is the one who says that you're metame even retroactively. You see that metame the mafreya is only midrabona, midaraisa. It's only, it's only mikanu lahaba. The tum is only from here on forth. We taka have a good raya. Okay, that we have machlekas ultimately between Rabbi Yishia. And Rabbi Yaisi, okay, Rabbi Yaisi, uh, even in his understanding of Rabbi Yaisi, is that it's only mitame midrabonon retroactively, but midaraisa, it works uh, from here on forth. And uh, Rabbi Yaisi argues, he's going to say that, no, itaka ruins all seven days. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yaisi. And according to Rabbi Yaisi, hashtam mikan labo mitame this, that we said that is over, that, that, that is up. Is mitame only mikanu lahabo from here on forth? The meis bovad the muta emai. What does it mean that the uh, tumas meis of of the tahaim? What is that coming to exclude? Only tumas meis, and not what? If also a ziva falls under the same category, what are we excluding? Says the Gemara nivshoit mina I'm sorry, we did, we're not answering. We're still going on with the question. Nivshoit mina debekayin. Why don't we say we're dealing with a Kayan who became Mitame Tomasatiyaim? Because as we know very clearly, if the one bringing the carbon Pesach was Tame Tomasatiyaim, the carbon Pesach is still tar. If the animal itself was Mitame Tomasatiyaim, the carbon is still fine. The question was what's this whole discussion from yesterday? The Shiloh was what happens when the Kohen is Mitame Tomasatiyaim, which means an uncertain, like an, a, a, a rare. Toma, that there's no way he could have uh, fathomed that he would get, be getting into. So you see, we're allowing a Kayan, Tomas as well, meaning I show up to the base on Mikdash, I'm Tahar, my animal's Tahar, and it turns out afterwards the Kayan was Tomei with a Tomas with an unexpected Toma. You see, that's also going to be a kosher carbon. Army, they said, really, no, we're just only done with the owner of the carbon Pesach, holds, you can't be you can't shecht or sprinkle a carbon pesach for somebody who's tamei sheretz ve toma and and therefore you need to exclude tomas sheretz from tomas hatahaim. but according to Rabbi according to Rabbi he's very interesting because think about his opinion. 
This is a separate question. This is a general question on Rabbi Yaisi. According to Rabbi Yaisi's opinion, if on day seven a woman has her third sighting, or a Zav has a sighting, that can count as a counting day. It can count as a clean day. So how do you ever have a Zava Gemura? How are you going to have a woman who has three days of Zivas? How's it possible? Every time she sees the third time, we'll say, oh, well, this third day is also the first day of her Rikanu Lahaba days. It's considered a clean day. So Gemara says, Bishayfas. When she sees the blood continuously from one day into the next, she has a, she has a constant flow. Or you could say that she has a flow during two Benashmoshes in a row as well. So there you're going to have, you're going to run into three, uh, run into three days. And Mamela, there's no time after the flow. Here's the catch. Here's the whole chap of this, of this answer. According to Rabbi Yaisi, he said that by the last sighting of a seminal emission or of blood for a woman, that day also counts Mikanu Lahaba as a clean day. Okay? Best example for this would be you have a baby who's born. The bris is on the eighth day, including the day it's born. According to Rabbi Yaisi, you're allowed to count the day of the sighting as a clean day. Because you have time after the sighting, if a woman sees Dom in the afternoon, since there's going to be a period after that of no blood, we could count it as a clean day, says Rebbe So the Gemara is asking, so how do you ever have three, how do you have three days in a row? She's up. You're always going to say, oh, blah, blah, blah. right afterwards, it counts as a clean day. So the Gemara is giving examples. She says, no, being a shmashis. since she's seeing blood all the way into nightfall, there was no clean time to afterwards say, oh, I could also count this as a clean day. No, you count. When was there an open space of time following the sighting to count this as a clean day? You didn't, because she started her flow five minutes before Shkia, and it went all the way into the next day. So that's how you're going to, according to Rabbi that's how you're going to come out with a Zavagadayla. Period. End of that discussion. Okay. We're done. New Shaila. Shaila is. A question searching for information. A brand new curiosity question. Here we go. By Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef asked a question searching for information. Kohen Hamaratza Betomi. The Kohen who is appointed to bring the Karban Hatomi. Hutchulai Tomas if after bringing the carbon atomid, it turns out that there was a Tumas Hatahom, a Tumah that there's no way he could have known about on him. At the time of the Tumid, he was Tumid, but he didn't know. Why? Because afterwards, someone tells him, you know, it's like the next day already, you know, or a few hours after, somebody says, you know, uh, by the way, the road you went on, I heard that somebody was killed, there might have been blood on the road before you knew, and then uh, how am I supposed to know? I'm just doing my normal thing, right? There's, there's no way for me to check that out. Was the carbon atomic accepted or not? Imtim Slamakan Razabakabi Sayam Shanazibai Sepesa Hochulai Betumasatahim. 
If you're going to say that it's fine for an Azar and a Pesach, what about a Ratzah B'Tamid? Me, Amrino, what's the Shiloh? Why would it be a different? Do we say Kigmiri Tumas Atahim B'Pesach, B'Tamid Lagimiri? Maybe Pesach and Tamid is different. I don't know. Yalav Tamid Mi Pesach. Or since the whole halachas of the Karman and Tum and Pesach are intertwined, the same way we know now that a Pesach, if the Kohen would have a Tumas Atahim, it's still okay. We'll just apply that halacha as well to the Tamid. That's the Shiloh. Amar Rabba Rabba says, Kavachaymer, I could answer you. With a in a place where impurity that was known. I know there's an impurity. It's not permitted for the person to bring the carbon. We still allow Thomas Hatahim. Okay? Meaning, by a carbon Pesach. If we know the guy is Tomei, a known Tumah, what's the halacha? Tumah satahim is still okay. A known Tumah for Pesach is not a good karma. I know I'm Tomei. I bring karma Pesach anyway. Is that a good karma? No. But if it's a Tumah satahim, if it's a Tumah, I find that afterwards I was Tomei, something I could never have known, it's still accepted. So then by a carbon so by a carbon which is allowed to be brought in a state of tomo. Why? Zokt Rashi. Zokt Rashi. Last Rashi on the Omad. Hecha Deleka teaching us an important halacha that even though a Kohen always needs to be pure when he brings the carbon if there's no Kayan that's pure, an impure Kayan is allowed to bring it, top of Amadeis, we should say, listen, if a Tomei Kayan is allowed to bring a Tomid when no other Kayan is available, certainly we should allow a Kayan that's Tomei, but Tomas Atahim to bring it. Amri, they said, in the Salah Gud Kavachaymer, Umid Anina Kavachaymer, Alacha, do we, um, do we uh, give a Psak? Uh, from a uh, giving credibility to a kavachaymer on a over a halacha, but is referring to halacha lo meish misinai. Rashi explains. But then we learned that Rabbi Yisrael Amalei Rabbi Lezer says Akiva etzem kesayra halacha. This that uh, a, a body is tummy mace when it's the size of a barley seed is halacha lo meish misinai. Revius dam kavachaymer and the revius of dam to have a revius of blood. That's Batame Tomas Mace. If you have the proper amount of liquid blood also in a room, that gives off Tomas Mace. That's learned out from a Kalvachimer. And this is no reason to get into this too much, but basically it has to do with the types of Tuma that it gives off. It's more strict in that it gives off Tuma not only with touching, but even carrying the weight of it. But you don't learn out a kavachaymer from a halacha, and since the whole halacha of Tumas Hatahom of carbon pesach was a halacha l'mayish misinai, like we learned at the beginning of yesterday, since the whole source is halacha l'mayish misinai, you can't use halacha l'mayish misinai as a source for a kavachaymer. Alamarava, you're right. Okay, so we're not learning out the halacha of tamid from a kavachaymer. Yalef mayadai mayadai mi pesach. We're going to make a gzera shava, meaning the same way by carbon pesach. If it turns out the kohen who did the carbon pesach was tamei with tomas at the home, it's still okay. So it says moado by the carbon pesach. It says moado by the carbon hatamid. 
So too, by the Korban HaTamid, if the Kohen finds out afterwards that he was Tomei with Tomas at the home, the Korban HaTamid will still be okay. Period. Seder. All right. Now, the Gemara is going to spend a couple of steps, not so long, a couple of steps discussing the source of leniency of Tomas Hatahom. Why? Because who says, what's the, what's the svar? What's the, what's the logic behind making a discrepancy as to whether the person became Tomei with a Toma that he could have known or a Toma that he couldn't have known? He either Tomei or not. What's the difference, Tomas at or not Tomas at And if there is a difference, where does it come from? Tomas at Kupa Hechaksiva. Where do you know anything about Tomas at the And if a person dies of love, a person dies on him, meaning, well, who's on him? The Nazir. A Nazir is not allowed to become Tommy Mace. He's, the Nazir is standing there and somebody dies right next to him. It seems to mean that he only needs to restart his counting of Nazirus if the mace died right near him, meaning he's aware. Says the Gemara, okay. Now, if he's not aware, if the Nazir is not aware, he's not, he does not need to restart his counting. Ashkechan Nazir, says the Gemara, okay. So you find the Nazir is only Tomei with a known Tuma and is not Tomei with a Tuma Satahim. Oisa Pesach Menola. How do you know about an Osef Pesach? That a person who's bringing a carbon Pesach and afterwards finds out they became Tomei Batumas at the home, that it's okay. Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Amr Krah, says in the Pesach, B'derech Rechaika Lachem, that if a person is far away from, the, from Yerushalayim on Pesach, which means, B'mechuveres Lachem. B'mechuveres Lachem means, you know what's going on. You know what's going on. And the same way, what does this mean? So Rashi explains like this. There's two categories of people that have Pesach Sheni. Somebody who's Tomei Mace and somebody who's far away. The same way, when a person's far away, we're aware of the circumstances and therefore he could bring a Pesach Sheni. So too, when somebody has a known Tuma and we're aware of the circumstances, he could bring a Pesach Sheni. Otherwise, if it's Tumas Atahim, we're not aware of what's going on, the Pesach Rishain counts. Says the Gemara, Reb Shem Ben Lakish, Omar Reb Shem Ben Lakish, gives another answer, and he says, Kederech, Maderech Begoloi, Av Nami Begoloi. Yeah, he agrees that it has to be like a road, in the same way a road is open, so too the Tumah has to be out in the open. Meisveh, they asked a challenging question. What is considered Tomas HaTahoyim? Any Toma that nobody in the world is aware that it even exists. Okay? Now, what this means is, it's very far-fetched Toma. No one would have expected it to be there. However, if, if, if it's even known by a person somewhere, it's, it's, uh, somebody has that knowledge, that's not considered Tomas Hatahim. That's what the Tanakama of this Brisa holds. Okay? 
Rebelozer Domar Bechuveros Alav. And according to Rebelozer, who says that you have that the Nazir has to know about it in order to have, restart his days of Nazirus if he becomes Tomei, Adiyodahu. It doesn't mean that nobody can know. It means that the Nazir can't know. As long as the Nazir didn't know that it existed, it's called Tumas Atahun. The Rabbi Yechonin Damar Lachem and Mechuveres Lachem. According to Rabbi Yechonin, says Lachem means that it is Mechuveres. It's clear to you. Adi Adi Bachrin. It means that it's known to at least two people. You know who know the hack. Why? Because again, it said among you, right? People around. So that means two people. It means that the Eilam knows about it. Everybody's talking about it. It's, it's out there on Facebook. It's not out there on Facebook. It's called Tumas Atahim. Okay? So, Ella says, now it seems from here that there's nobody who holds that Tumas Atahim is when nobody knows. Because all these names that we gave, you know, this, the, the Tanakama holds nobody knows. That's the price we said. Mesa, that's a challenging question. Tanakama says nobody can know. Ask the Gemara, according to Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Echanan, and Reish Lakish, they all interpret this to allow people to know and still consider it Tumas Atahim. So who, who's this Tana following? Hello, Tumas Atahim, Hokus Gemirila, Tumas Atahim is Allah Lumash Misinai, Ukra Asmachta Baalma. And the pasuk of uh, the the pasuk that we mentioned in the brisa of um, the pasuk of b'derech rechayka lachem that if it's known to you the derech rechayka and that has to uh, known to you means it's among you it is known so as long as that pasuk is. Uh, is uh, uh, applying to Tomei Mace, says the Gemara, that really is just a asmachta. And asmachta means it's like something to hang the halach Sinai on. But it's not the direct source of the halach Sinai. Period. Okay. Amar Marbaravashi Marbaravashi says, This, that a carbon Pesach counts. When the we found out that the owner had a Tomas Atahim. It's only when the Zrika was already done. The Chi Izrik, the Shapir Zar, because when it was sprinkled, the Maisa was sprinkled appropriately. But if it became known before the sprinkling, then it is not a kosher carbon. May say that's a challenge on Marbaravashi's statement. If a person goes on a road, and after going on the road, they find out that there was somebody buried underneath the road. Now, how are you supposed to know? Let shruma tummy. As far as the halacha of eating shruma, you're not allowed to eat shruma. Lenazir vaysa pesach tar. But a nazir, or to bring a carbon pesach, you're still considered tahar. The chol tummy v'tahar lahabahu. And it seems that this, that you're tummy and tahar, means lahaba, you're still allowed to bring a carbon pesach. So you see from here that even if the sprinkling wasn't yet done, I'm still permitted to bring my carbon nazir or my carbon pesach. 
Don't say that only, oh, if you find out after the sprinkling, then it's okay. No, that's not the halacha. If a guy brings a carbon and finds out at that time that he was Tomei, Tomas Atahim, it's still going to be accepted and we should go ahead with the sprinkling of the blood, period. Okay. We're about halfway down on Payala from Abay's Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted. If a person finds a body that was buried underneath a road, you're not allowed to eat truma, you're considered tummy for truma. You're still permitted to bring a, a uh, carbon of a nazir. You can keep counting the days of Nazirus and your carbon pesach. When is this true? That was when there was no other option. And uh, what uh, what the Gemara is referring to over here is why you can't eat Shuma. That's because you had to go that way. But if a person is capable of not not going on that way, then even for Shuma, he is Tahar. Okay? Now, what does that mean? So Rashi explains a very important, uh, a very important Yesod, a very important idea. And that is, if it was possible to have gone on this road that has the body and you didn't even go over the body, we'll still say Tahar. First of all, because Tumas Atahim. And secondly, because it's a suffix tum. You didn't for sure walk over that body. It was on, you know, the, the road was wider. How do you know you went on that part? You don't know. You don't know. And therefore you're and therefore you're gonna be tar even as far as eating truma. And when is this? Halacha true. That is when afterwards they found an entire body. But let's say the body was already like decomposed and broken up. Then you're going to be Tahar. You know why? Because even if the body crossed the entire area under the road, but it started decomposing, there's a chance that the person walking happened to have walked over an area where there was no body. Maybe it was only dirt there. Ubekever. Let's say the body was buried in a grave. Then we say, even Meshuvarim Mefuruk, it's Tame Waisha Kever Metzarpa. If you had one general area of the body being, being over there, so even if the body started disintegrating and, you know, start, and was broken up, we're going to say the whole Kever itself is Tame. And when is this true? Now, really, all the Gemara is doing here is giving us logical circumstances to say that when somebody goes over a, 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 a Tumas HaTahim, an unsuspecting Tumas, you can't eat Truma. It's only when we know for a fact that you stepped over the actual body. That's, all, that, that's really all we're doing. And the Gemara is going to give examples of if you don't know for a fact that the body was there, we'll still allow you to eat shum. All right? So we're just going through a lot. And when do we say that when the body was broken up, we'll allow the person to eat shum? The guy's walking with his feet. But let's say he was carrying something or he was uh, on a wagon. The fisha mahalich beraglov efshes loyigav loyal. 
When a person's walking, we could be lenient. But if somebody is carrying something or is riding on something, you know that what you were on certainly rolled over. When I walk, my foot goes up and steps, right? So, and a person's body does not become an ohel. So, if I walk by foot, I have more room for leniency. If I go by wagon, my foot doesn't touch every spot of the pavement. Right? When you're a kid, you try skipping over all the cracks in the sidewalk or touching only the cracks in the sidewalk, right? You could choose where you're landing and where you're kicking your pebble. If you're going on a, on, if you're riding on something, you can't choose. And therefore, there's greater chance of you being tummy. Um, and when do we say that it's selfish? That's only by Tumas at the a unsuspecting Tumah. But let's say it was a Tumiyadua, it was a known Tumah. People knew that there was a body there. Then you're still going to be Tumah even when you're walking and the body's in parts. There is a Tumas at the What's considered Tumas at the that nobody at the time was aware of. You know, afterwards they started digging, they found the body. But there's no, nobody, nobody thought so. Okay? But if there were people, if there was somebody who was aware, says the Bryson, of a body being there, then it's not considered Tomas Hatahim. If let's say you found the corpse hidden, um, underneath things, that falls under the status of okay? Now what Rashi explains is like this. Aren't, just because it's covered, that makes Tomas Hatahim? No. If, it's, if the body's covered with straw, pebbles, so on and so forth, that's not the way that bodies are buried. So it must be the guy just dropped dead and there's taka nobody in the world aware. Because if that body is ever buried, as we're about to say, there's going to be somebody who knows about the burial. How'd the body get there in the first place? Because there was a burial. So if it's covered by straw, so on and so forth, uh, raise it to us at the time. Okay, we could say there's nobody who knows. But However, if a, if the corpse is found inside the water, or I feel in a place that's very dark, or or uh, between rocks, that's not called Tomas Hatahim. Why not? So Rashi says over here, because even though people don't bury a body like that, the body is noticeable. It's not completely covered. Water, you could, we're not talking about a very deep water, says Rashi. Water, you could see. If there's a rock that's, you know, uh, two rocks that are covering up, eh? all right, so, so, there's, a, there's a chance somebody may have looked. Somebody may have seen it. The body's not totally covered. So that's also not considered Tumas HaTahim. And also you should know that this whole halacha of Tumas HaTahim is strictly by Tomei Mace. It does not apply to the Tuma of Zava nor does it apply to the Tumah of Sheretz. Period. End of that Mishnah. Okay. Let's just read the Mishnah. 
and then we'll start the Gemara tomorrow. Here we go, just quickly, we'll read through the Mishnah. Uh, uh, pretty straightforward Mishnah. Nit Mashali Marubai. If the animal became Tomei, when, the, when all the meat was together, or it was cut up, but most of the meat became Tomei. They would burn the carbon Pesach that became Tomei, the whole thing, but the whole thing became Tomei, and most of it, they would burn it by the area of the Bira, by the, uh, with the Atzei HaMaracha. This was the official wood of the Mizbeach. Okay? Now, what's the Bira? So the Bira, um, the Bira, Rashi explains, is it was burnt in the um, no, Shushan Habira, coming up, yeah? In the main place. It's referring to the Beis HaMikdash. Let's say only a small part of the carbon Pesach, after it was shechted, became Tomei. Bahanaisar, or there's leftover meat. So then you didn't have to burn it in the base of Mikdash. They could bring it home to burn it. However, those who were stingy, Tsaikonim, uh, didn't want to use their own wood. They were allowed to burn it in the base of Mikdash. Because they said, oh, I can save some money. Yeah, once there's firewood in the base of Mikdash, so I might as well make use of that. And we will hold it here for this evening. Bezhan pick up from the Gemara uh, tomorrow at the same time.